0: Welcome to the first episode of I'm Fighting in Thailand with Matt Lucas. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. In this episode will go over some basic background information of myself. Also, hit on why I'm doing this podcast. We'll discuss some of the basic levels of fighting out here in Thailand and go over our pick up fight So, let's get going. So first off, let's discuss why to do a podcast. Uh, There are a few very, very good ones. So like my friends, um, Vinny Scotto and Eric Rivera do a great fan-based podcast called The Striking Corner. Eric Haycraft does Keeping It Real, which is great, but a little intermittent. There's also some great material coming out of Australia. Uh, Enter the Double Dragon has some great content. And also the guys from Rebellion Muay Thai are doing some good things. That said, a lot of what is being produced is more fan-based. I want to look at more infrastructure of the sport, doing more in-depth things. Um, So that's some of what I'll be covering. Also, doing a podcast is important because it's going to help build and entertain people. Build the infrastructure really into the sport. Um, Podcasting is also a growing medium for listeners. It's easy to get into people's ears. Relatively low work for me as a content producer. So there's some solid reasons for making the podcast. It's also going to be a great learning experience for me. Interviewing more people. Getting in depth with a lot of these topics. I'm looking to grow myself and to help others grow. I started uh, Muay Thai when I was about 24, 25. I lived in Las Vegas for a little while and went to Master Toddy's which was interesting but I wasn't really into the snake oil he was selling. I moved back to the Bay Area and that's where I really began doing Muay Thai. I started at Pacific Ring Sports And at the time I was working in a restaurant and bar, I decided, oh, I should pursue Muay Thai and exercise rather than getting drunk all the time. So I saw my first fight at Cheetah's, uh, which is now CMT in Emeryville, and I... Decided I should do it myself. I'd never been in a fight before so a few months later I I participated in my first interclub smoker, which is an unregulated fight They were very very popular at the time and a lot of great experience in total I did about 12 smokers interclubs over the course of a year Uh, It helped me a lot and it really got my feet wet so, I, anyways, I did my first smoker and I enjoyed it. I wasn't bad, I wasn't great, but I thought, oh, this is something I could pursue. I decided that I would go to Thailand, so as I'd never been abroad before. So, I spent about a year learning the basics of the language at the local temple, uh, learning how to say sawadikap, Kap, Sabadi Mai, Mai, Mai uh, Lel Kwa, Lel Sai. Um, Very, very basic material. And then I saved up money from the restaurant bar job and made my way to Thailand. I stayed for three months on my first trip. I went to Ingram Gym, which had been recommended to me from Nuxium. Who was a trainer at Fight and Fitness at the time? He's still at Fight and Fitness, but is now Rise Combats in San Francisco. Uh, the gym is owned by a Japanese expat, Hiduki Suzuki. I think I might have murdered that name, so sorry about that. And I trained hard for about three months. Then I fought at Teparasit Stadium in Pattaya. Uh, Tepperitz Stadium at the time was sponsored by Fairtex and was the main hotspot for foreign fighters at the time. Uh, I fought a kid who threw out his shoulder in the first round, so it was a little bit of an anticlimactic fight, but it was my first experience. I got in there. I did it. I won, technically. And then I came back to the States and decided I would keep fighting. I continued on fighting in the States of Pacific Ring Sports, where I started at, which was a spring off, if you will, from Fairtex. The owner is Mike Regner, who trained out of Fairtex in San Francisco for a long time under Ganyal. At the time, Coke Chaniwa, Coke Fairtex, was my trainer, and then it moved over to Ganyal when coke left the gym so i stayed there for a while i continued to fight i had about 12 12 to 14 amateur fights out of pacific ring sports and then i would also make trips back to thailand i made a another trip about a year later and i fought at raja demnaren stadium which at the time was was an accomplishment for myself it was a very even fight between myself and my opponent was not very well paid though it was 1500 baht or so and i won on stoppage in the fourth round i cut my opponent and so i came back continued fighting came to thailand for a third time and i met my long-term girlfriend out here on the third trip we came back to the states and stayed and then i moved to Thailand after four final years in America. Um, So this whole time period spans from about 2005 to now. Um, So I've been in the sport for about 14 years. And during that first trip to Thailand in 2006-2007, I started getting involved in journalism. started working for a very popular website at the time called My Muay Thai which was run by an American Thai named Napadon Wongkapi. His nickname is Mai. Uh, I was starting off doing very, very basic journalism work. Um, It was a really great way for me to get my feet wet into the world of Muay Thai, get myself more involved, and also learn some basic journalism skills. It actually helped me get my job out here as a commentator at Max Muay Thai, which is in Pattaya. I interviewed Rob Cox, who's the foremost foreign Muay Thai journalist out here in Thailand. So I interviewed him, and three years ago, three and a half years ago, when I moved to Thailand, there was a position opened at Max. He approached me about the job. I took the job, and i have been commentating at Max. Muay Thai for the last three and a half years um, alongside of Rob. Along with that, I am now the social media manager at Fairtex. Uh, I've been there for about eight, nine months now. It's basically a PR position. I run the Facebook, Instagram. um, I also do website content, do a host of other things. Prior to that, I was at FA group for about two years, two and a half years. Uh, one full year, I was work, working as a foreign liaison, taking money, um, helping people get into rooms, booking fights, um, at times training people, cornering people, the whole gamut of duties. Uh, that was a really good experience for me for me, and I learned a lot, uh, trained and fought for a year prior to that uh, job as. Liaison at FA Group. Um, I fought two or three times out of FA Group. Um, in total, I fought about 13 times out here in Thailand. Had three or four fights out of Ingram. Um, I had one fight out of Siman Chai back in 2008 or so. Um, I had a couple of fights out of Fighting Spirit, which is a now closed gym in Silom. Uh, It was a very, very good expat sort of workout gym and suited my needs at the time. And then I've had a handful of fights out of FA group, and then I've had one fight so far out of Fairtex. Um, I'm not a very active fighter anymore. I'm 37. Uh, I still work out regularly. I've never been the best fighter in the world. My career in America was not that great. I had a hard time adjusting to the rule set, and I also didn't really understand how the sport was structured in a lot of ways. I didn't do a lot of important self promotional work, which I now understand is imperative for a fighter and a fighter's career. I also didn't really adjust to the rule set that well in America. Muay Thai in America is more or less kickboxing. And I had a very purist notion of the sport back then. So I just didn't adjust well enough. I feel I've been successful in the sport still. I wrote a compilation of sh- short stories called The Boxer Soliloquy, which follows a few fighters both out here in Thailand and in the States as they pursue their career. And again, I wrote for My Muay Thai for a number of years. My work has been in Vice Fightland, The Fight Nation, uh, a host of other publications as well. I currently do some PR work for a few promotions along with the USMF. I've done a lot of writing, a lot of journalism work along with fighting and just being in the scene. And so one of the next topics I want to go over is just some basic information about fighting in Thailand. I really want people to understand the economics of it out here. Fighting in Thailand is a business. And there's two basic ways that business works. It works as entertainment for casual fans or it works as entertainment for gamblers and stadiums. Those are the two main directions the sport takes. Muay Thai in the stadiums and then Muay Thai as entertainment. The reason why there are those two spheres is because of the economics. Uh, The stadiums play to the gamblers because that is the people that pay for the tickets. That is the people that come watch the fights. Casual fans do not make enough money for the stadiums to exist. Uh, the stadium, I would include Stadium Muay Thai also as a lot of the uh, upcountry fights where m- the majority of viewers are going to be gamblers and locals. The way the fights operate is similar but less structured than the main stadiums of and Lumpini, Amnoy, etc. Then you have the other sphere and direction, entertainment muay thai. Uh, That is becoming increasingly more popular mainly because you have a bigger audience base than with the gamblers. With entertainment muay thai you can basically cover a huge section of the population. Can be anyone in the country and also out of the country. So entertainment Muay Thai shows include Max Muay Thai, of course, uh, Super Fight, uh, Thai Fight. One Championship is an entertainment Muay Thai show. So those are the two main spheres, I would say, in the sport. Entertainment Muay Thai and then Stadium Muay Thai. And they have their own economics. So one of the other things that we can use as sort of a measuring stick or a yardstick for sort of telling the level of a fight, is the fight purse, the Ka Dua. So most fighters out here are very, very transparent about how much money they make per fight. Many Muay Thai fighters will start off their first fight at a stadium or a low-level show for a couple hundred baht. Uh, Then if they're lucky, they'll move on and eventually hit sort of the top muay thai in thailand life as a muay san uh, a fighter that makes about a hundred thousand baht per fight that is without tip outs from gamblers which can be equal or substantial to the fight purse so a good way of, sort of seeing how a fighter is ranked is based on their fight purse it's not 100 percent accurate Uh, though because sometimes you'll have a very good fighter who may not have the right connections or may have been injured previously and is now out of the circuit who fights for less the other big error with this as a measuring stick is with female fighters female fighting in general has a huge huge pay gap so while a man, will, a mediocre man will make maybe 30,000 baht per fight, women will top out at maybe 10,500 per fight. So this really, really limits women's opportunities in a lot of way, unfortunately. We're seeing some changes in that, but like any other sport, there's always a huge wage inequality between the, the genders. So moving on from there, we'll just give a rough sort of sketch of the price of a lot of fighters. So we have the Moisan, who are sort of the top of the stadium. At around 10,000 baht or so, you have some Channel 7 fighters that will go up. The main event fighters will sometimes make 60 or more as their base, and then also get sponsorship money, so maybe another 60 or 40 so that sort of tops out there. Usually in terms of being a stable fighter that is worth working with and keeping going, they're making maybe 50 to 60k bot per fight. Uh, part of the other arrangement, of course, with fighting is that half the purse goes to the gym. So in order for a fighter to sustain themselves, they need to be making, you know, 50,000 50, baht plus to really have a decent life out here in Thailand. That means they're fighting about once every four to six weeks, 10 times a year, it is an active fighter out here in Thailand, taking home as a personal income of about 25,000 to 30,000 baht. The gym will provide housing, uh, food, and some basic n- necessities they will not provide insurance so a lot of times if a fighter is injured they're basically shit out of luck which is very very unfortunate for foreign fighters the economics of it is very very different a lot of times foreigners will come out here with money and basically come out as tourists they do a traincation of sorts while well, they might keep most of their purse They're also paying gym fees of about ten to about fifteen thousand baht per month for training, and uh, that does not include accommodation. Generally, the price per month for a fighter to stay out here and live reasonably as a foreigner is about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars per month. So, what is that? Thirty six thousand baht to Forty-five thousand baht and that has the fighter live very very comfortably Uh, they have their basic necessities met plus they can go out for food sometimes cover supplements if they get injured they can possibly take care of that people that do it on the cheap and cheaper than that generally run into issues can be very very hazardous to their career and so with long-term fighters, long-term foreign fighters, usually they'll have some sort of sponsorship deal. A lot of times if you stay at a gym for six months or more, business arrangement will change. Sponsored fighters will sometimes either have to give up half their half their purse or 60-40%, to 40%, maybe 80 20 It mainly depends on what gym you have and what sort of sponsorship deal you might have there's becoming an increasing amount of foreign fighters that are sponsored is very very easy to get sponsorship now it was much more difficult when i first started almost unheard of and sponsorship in all of its varieties is something that we will be covering in an upcoming podcast so for foreign fighters they can easily tell the level they're fighting at based on their wage so if you're making, you know, two to three thousand baht per fight, it's really not gonna be very heavy competition. Uh you might fight someone who doesn't train full time, is looking for a little extra money. People will start training a bit more heavily at the ten thousand baht mark, but even still they're I would not say they're super professional athletes. At about forty to fifty thousand baht you run into some solid fighters. That said, they're still good fighters at 15,000 baht, 30,000 baht. It varies a lot, so this is not a hard and fast roll, but it's just a basic measuring stick. That concludes our real basic information about the economics of fighting out here in Thailand. Now we'll do our pick a fight segment, and this will look at an upcoming fight, talk about it, the pros and cons of it, we'll do some basic predictions, and of course, take a winner. One Championship has the upcoming eight-man tournament. card is absolutely stacked. Giorgio Petrosin, Joe Nadiwat, Stan Sana, Enrico Kell, Jabba, and of course Yatsun Klai and Pet Cup Pet Indy. This is one of the biggest kickboxing fights in history. So with a, such a stacked card, hard to predict who is going to win. That said, it looks the way the tournament is structured that is made to, for Yatsun Fairtex. To meet with Giorgio Petrosian. Yatsun Klai is in his first fight meeting Sami Sana, who's a very accomplished fighter training out of Venom Muay Thai, out in Patia, not too far from the Fairtex training center actually. Yatsun Klai hasn't beat Sami Sana before. It's been a while, so Sami Sana could potentially have developed, but Sami Sana has recently lost to Joe Nadewa on one championship. Joe Nadewa meanwhile has lost also to Petrosian on one championship a few months ago. That said, I feel like Joe Nadewa is the dark horse in the competition. I could easily see him coming from behind. In the first bracket, Joe Nadewa is fighting the very, very experienced Andy Sauer, who while I really, really like. as. As a fighter, I think has is in the twilight years of his fight career. He just looks low, isn't as tough anymore. Jotson Clyde took him down in his last bout. I think Joe Nottawa, at least in that first bracket, will potentially knock out Andy Sauer to advance. Also in that first bracket is Giorgio Petrosian versus Pet Morka. This is gonna be Pet Morikot's hardest fight today. And while I do think he has a chance, I think the limited use of weapons, because it's under kickboxing rules, is gonna play against him. I think Petrosian takes this about 90% of the time, 80% of the time. Yatsenkly, of course, faces Sami Sana. I think it's gonna be a good but decisive win for him. I gave him about the same percentage as Petrosian against Pet Morikot. So Yachts and Klai, 80-90% chance of winning that first bracket. Also in the first bracket is Enrico Cal and Jabba. Jabba as is- Garov, who's an old time contender contestant, along with Yatsen Cly, a very, very tough fighter. Enrico Kell has seen a lot of action in the past and has matched up with Bukow, ar- arguably beating him. That match will be about 50 50. Tournament is going to be structured over a few months with each bout winner moving on. It will be very, very interesting to see how that develops. But for this coming segment of the tournament, my winners will be Petrosian, Joe Natoa, and uh, Clive. Pretty sure about those guys. For the other fight, Enrico Cal and Jabba, I give that 50-50. I'm not really sure who to pick with that one. Overall, I think that Petrosian and Yatsen Clive will meet think Yatzenklai will take it based on his power, his development over the years. That said, it's going to be a very, very close fight. I could see Petrosian beating out Cly I give it a 55% chance for Yatzenklai to beat Petrosian. So that concludes our first episode. I want to thank so much to my friend Jeff Dugillo who helped me out with the beats. I'd also like to thank Patrick Rivera for supporting the show and really getting me started with this. I'd also like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. I have some more exciting content coming up soon. We'll be discussing more in-depth topics like by management, sponsorship and also really looking into a lot of the infrastructure of the sport so thank you guys for listening i'm excited to get this project going and stay tuned we should have something out again in about a week or two this has been i'm fighting in thailand with matt lucas make stronger fighters make stronger people